listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to the ABA section of Antitrust Law. This is Anora Wan and I am the host for today's podcast. Joining me now, I have Amanda, Tom, and Vic. And hello, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, we really appreciate it. Happy to talk. Before we get started, please tell us a little bit about yourselves and what do you work and what do you do? Starting with Amanda. Well, hi, uh, my name is Amanda Waite and I am the head of the competition practice, competition and consumer protection practice for the firm now known as Hunt and Andrews Kurth. Hey, this is uh, Tom York. I'm an attorney at Jones Day and I'm in our Dallas, Texas office. Hi, and I'm Vic Doman with the Tennessee AG's office and currently serve as the Antitrust Task Force Chair for the State Attorneys General. Great. Fair to say we have a group of one of antitrust lawyers. First question, since I'm a law student, I'm interested in your law school career. Did you take antitrust when you were in law school and did you find that to be the most important course that you have taken? Starting with Amanda. I did take antitrust in law school and I would say antitrust would not be far and away the most useful class that I took in law school. I would say it's tied with some of the more practical classes like mergers and acquisitions and corporate finance, given that most of my practice is representing companies that are doing deals. I'm adding all that to my list for the next semester's courses. What about you, Tom? I also took antitrust in law school, and I did not find that it was the best class for preparing me to be an antitrust lawyer. It was good, but it more provided the background of the old Supreme Court cases going back to the early 1900s, and all of that's interesting and provides a good background maybe, but not so practical. I would echo what Amanda said. Some of the more practical classes in law school were probably the most helpful, even as an antitrust lawyer, if you can believe it. That's two out of three telling me antitrust is not the most important course they've taken. What about you, Vic? Well, it was so important for me that I didn't even take it. No, I uh, unfortunately did not take antitrust when I was in law school, even though the university I attended had an excellent antitrust program and now is widely known for excellent professors in that field. I'd say, though, that some of the classes that really helped prepare me for antitrust practice dealt with things like taxation as well as economics. So economics and law are critical to the practice area, and I really did enjoy those classes. That's great. Well, I a little bit about myself. I go to George Mason, and we have like about nine antitrust courses, and I've taken about six of them. Now, just listening to all the answers, I feel like I'm missing out a little. Uh, going back to the panel, uh, starting in antitrust as a lawyer, uh, some of you have started in government, I suppose, and some have been straight going to private. What are the pros and the cons that you have found in your practice, starting with Amanda? Yeah, so I'll start. Uh, I started at the Federal Trade Commission straight out of law school, spent just over three years in the mergers three shop at the FTC, doing almost exclusively oil and gas merger review, and had one notable detail outside of mergers three to be on the complaint team for Whole Foods merger challenge. After that, um, and after spending about a year doing government enforcement litigation, I uh, came to what was then Hunton and Williams and have been there for about 11 years. And I have never once regretted going to the government first. It was the best career move that I ever made. And when I graduated from law school, I had opportunities to start out in a variety of different places and I'm so glad that I chose to go to the FTC, even though it was in fact the lowest paying offer on the table. 
and my mother cried thinking that I would never pay off my law school loans. I still haven't paid them off, by the way. <laughs> I'm still working on that. But it was absolutely the best decision because I did have the opportunity to be at the forefront of merger enforcement and merger policy and to work on some amazing cases, including Whole Foods, that I would not have had the opportunity to work on, at least not um, as an enforcer and not taking depositions and having a strong role in the complaint counsel team. So I strongly encourage people to go to the government, if not at the beginning of their career, at some point in their career, to get a well-rounded view of how antitrust enforcement works. That's very encouraging. What about you, Tom? So my experience has been entirely in private practice. After law school, I, I went to, to Jones Day and I've been there ever since. So about nine years now. I certainly wouldn't have the government experience that Amanda had. I would say my experience at the firm has been pretty good. I've had a very good mix of matters. I've had merger litigation, deal work, antitrust class action litigation, counseling. And so I would say, at least from where I am in my career, I've certainly got the types of things I would want to have. But I do see certainly the benefit uh, of some of my colleagues and friends who have gone to the government and back. They do get a, a more fulsome perspective. So certainly I would not uh, shy away from that if, if the right opportunity came along. What about skill set wise? Do you find the private practice is sharpening or is it like you know, in certain other ways preparing you better as an antitrust lawyer? Okay, it's hard to say better because I haven't done the other way. I would say, again, kind of my experiences have been a pretty good mix of litigation type, you know, getting involved in the merger litigation, which is a lot of fun, crazy, good skill set development, as you might imagine. Maybe not as much as Amanda got at FTC, but it has been good and I've been very happy with it. But I certainly have, you, you hear the criticisms of other who do only private practice who may not get the types of experience. So I've been very fortunate in that respect. But, you know, certainly I've had a lot of colleagues go to government and back and tout their experience there too. So that's great. What about you, Vic? Well, for me, when I, when I got out of law school, my first position actually was with the state comptroller's office in Tennessee, and I probably uh, made even less than Amanda. So I will say, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a that's a fair bet. But uh, so I gained a lot of experience just in how government works. You know, kind of uh, kind of how financial systems work, how audits and accounting are done, and that really helped my background, helped me with the economics that I was going to eventually use in antitrust practice. I did step out for a few years and actually worked at a brokerage house, getting more experience in in SEC matters, which was tremendous. But then I did go back to the state antitrust practice in Tennessee. And I think that for me, uh, the biggest benefit was the ability to really get in on some big cases right away. You are basically thrust into all kinds of situations. You know, government staffs are usually pretty lean, so they may have one or two antitrust lawyers in for the entire state. And therefore, when it comes to a matter or a case, you are going to be the point person and uh, it gets you up to speed very quickly. I can remember in my first year of practice, although it was a consumer protection case, I found myself in Detroit taking a deposition of a Ford executive in the old General Motors Corporation buildings in downtown Detroit. And I just stopped and looked around and said, wow, I can't believe I've only been in this office for nine months and here I am taking this kind of statement. So it was it was really fantastic. And I think that's one of the greater benefits of government. You are put in a position to have to really work very quickly on some big matters. Right. The point about uh, early access and early exposure to substantive work in government, in your position, Vic, and in Amanda's experience, that's definitely very 
fascinating to me as someone who is preparing to enter the professional world, but also that to me as a law student, just pondering on this, I would think that could also be a little overwhelming. Could that be a challenge that, you know, you would think it's not that easy to overcome? Would that be fair to say is that one of the challenges you have faced in the earlier stage of your career? Well, I'm thinking about how to answer this question because I think there are challenges in your career at every stage, regardless of where you are in your career. One of the benefits that I saw of working in the government was not only having substantive experience early on in my career, but having the ability to focus very intensely on one industry or one matter at a time. At least that's how the office where I worked was staffed at the time. You were primarily assigned to one case and you worked on that case almost exclusively for the duration of the matter. In private practice, that's not necessarily the case. It is often the case, at least um, as I was an associate at a firm, where I would have four or five mergers pending at any given time, and you have to learn all four or five industries very quickly. That's just a very different kind of challenge and a very different way of practicing. And I'll say also, it's very interesting to have the opportunity in private practice to have access to so many different clients in different industries. So that's a huge benefit to being in private practice. So I don't wanna, I wanna just pull back a little bit our discussion earlier about what a great opportunity government is. It absolutely is, but there are definite benefits to being in private practice as well. And I think each bring their own challenges. Right. What about you, Tom? I would echo what Amanda said. I think I think the biggest challenge, especially as a junior antitrust lawyer, somebody who's just starting, is where you might be given a, a caseload of two or three cases. So you have to, you know, one, not only learn the facts, the ins and outs of all of these industries, how competition works, and then what's the terminology. Um, sometimes if you think about healthcare, oil and gas, the terminology can be almost a new language on its own. And in addition to that, you're trying to get your grasp around what is antitrust law. What does a merger enforcement mean? What is permitted? What types of joint ventures are allowed and which are not? And so I, I think certainly it can be tough as a junior antitrust attorney trying to balance both of these, learning the industry, learning the terminology. As you get older, I think that the challenges get, they're still there. They're just slightly different. Maybe it's managing multiple cases at the same time, dealing with different levels within the government or with private plaintiffs. So I, I don't think the challenges stop. I think they just evolve. Right. What about you, Vic? Yeah, and I would say that's fair. I think that, you know, certainly coming out of law school, we're not really perfectly equipped to handle all the big cases I was just mentioning. I certainly felt overwhelmed. I certainly felt that that I wasn't really, I shouldn't be in that room taking that deposition, but I was. And uh, so one of the benefits I think that government did provide to me was the vast knowledge that existed in the practice group around the country. So one of the advantages with the state AG's offices is that we do have a multi-state working group. And there are a lot of lawyers who have been in those offices for a long time, 20, 30 years. And tapping into that resource was critical and important. Now, certainly as a young lawyer, you want to show how smart you are and how tough you are and how you know everything already. But there are those moments where you really do need help. And I think that that's something that whether you're in private practice or government practice, if you have the opportunity, if you have mentors, if you have lawyers with experience and you don't know the answer, ask. Just go ahead and, and and ask for some help. Ask for some advice. Just, I think most lawyers are happy to do it and willing to give it to you. So just do it if you can. And I'll just jump in that, you know, not to plug the ABA, but this is an ABA and I trust section podcast. If 
you are thinking about a career in antitrust, I would highly encourage you to join the section as early as possible. I joined the section my first year in law school and started attending what were then called brown bag programs, which are now called committee programs, and coming up and meeting people. I met the people that offered me my first job at an ABA event my first year in law school, and that's how I made contacts at the FTC. And those are the people that I still call to this day. You know, Vic, you were talking a minute ago about having mentors and having friends. That never ends in your career. I'm I'm the head of a practice group at a firm, and I still call friends that I've met through the section and through my time at the FTC and bounce ideas off of them and and use them as resources as well. So that's some it's a good thing to get in practice early in your career of reaching out to other people and making friends within the bar that you can call on. Yeah, and if nothing else, you get a different perspective because it's one thing if you're working at a private law firm and you might have a defense mindset and then you go and have lunch or coffee with somebody who's on the private plaintiff side or in the government and they might have a different perspective on how conduct should be viewed. And just that breadth of vision of how regulators might look at it in it slightly differently than how maybe you've been thinking about it for the last three months can really uh, be a huge bolster for your practice. Right. And really just building on what Amanda mentioned now, the ABA does offer all kinds of programs. The brown bags are really free. Once you're a section member, you can attend those. And there are so many of them in so many different areas that you can focus on. You can take a look down the list and two or three times a month, if you've got some time over lunch, to sit back and listen to some experts in the field tell you about the particular points of law in that area of practice. And I think that that's invaluable. And the sessions that we attend or the seminars that we go to as well are are really built to help people learn about the practice area. The spring meeting, I think, is in particular just, just so helpful. A new young lawyer to try to understand what this is all about. It can be a little overwhelming because some of the programs you don't even understand. You look at the title and you go, I don't even know what that's about. I need to go back to law school. But but the truth of it is that if you go into some of these sessions, you're really going to start to learn things. And and I think that the ABA delivers all those programs if you just take the time to look and attend some of those. So, Anora, can I ask a question to you? Since sure. you've been questioning us this entire time, do you have a job lined up? And how did you find it, if so? Well, I do have a job, luckily. By the end of summer, I've got uh, an offer from the firm that I've been working for the past two summers, Winston Strong and in the Washington, D.C. office. And luckily, for the first summer, uh, which was the past summer where I was there, it's solely on antitrust. I was working as a research assistant to a partner who does antitrust solely. So I think that definitely echoes to the points that uh, the panelists have been mentioning about like, you know, getting early access and sort of like, you know, engaging through antitrust and through like, you know, the, the section and also just the practitioners that's active within the section. I guess in a sense, I can say that's how I get the job. So when you talk to your classmates about your experience working in an antitrust group at a firm, do they get it? Do they understand what it means? How do you describe it to them? Because sometimes I tell my family that I'm an antitrust lawyer and they look at me like they have no idea what that means. Well, even for me as someone who has just spent two years in law school and, you know, I've been talking about antitrust way too much among like, you know, my family members and like antitrust, do you just don't in it and you just don't trust that never owed joke that's around. So uh, my classmates, well, I'm, I'm like a special case. I go to George Mason and we have like, as I said, like something like nine antitrust courses. So a lot of my classmates, they do, they are like myself. They are 
getting antitrust jobs lined up already. But I do, as a student liaison working for ABA, I do talk to other law students. I, I certainly get the sense that a lot of them really don't know what it is out there, what is antitrust, and maybe vaguely are related to some like, you know, news headline, they, headlines they have read about Google or Whole Foods, something like that. And I would just describe a lot of, you know, just sort of repeat what you have said earlier, some of that, like, you know, Anarchist is a great way to uh, get you introduced to a lot of industries and you'll be interested in business and law. This is a great place to be. And as the section of Anarchist law is a great place to be. Well, before I close, uh, just one last question. If our listeners find the podcast interesting and they want to get more information from you, how can they get connected with you? That's a great question. I'm always happy to chat with aspiring antitrust lawyers. So you can feel free to find me on the website of Hunt and Andrews Kurth and my full contact information is there. Same here. Always happy to talk to young lawyers uh, who are interested in antitrust, thinking about it, or just wondering what it is and what a career looks like. Um, so if folks are interested in reaching out, look on the Jones Day website under Tom York. Email, call, whatever's best. Always happy to talk. Right. And for me, certainly uh, you can look at the Tennessee Attorney General's office webpage. I'd also recommend that if you're interested in what the state AGs are doing, uh, you can also look at the National Association of Attorneys General website, which will give a breakdown of some of the cases that we're all working on. So those are two excellent resources. And I think all of us can be reached if you look through the membership directory of the ABA as well, right? So, Go ABA. Sure that's right. <laughs> Absolutely, but only if you're a member. So please join. Right. And I, I would suspect we're all going to be at the spring meeting next spring as well in D.C., which is another great place to learn about antitrust and talk to other practitioners. Which I would add is a good benefit, huge benefit to law students. You get to attend seminars and networking events and meeting maybe personally with Amanda, Tom, and Vic during the spring meeting. So this concludes another podcast from the ABA section of Atlanta Trust Law. If you like what you heard, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts. I am Anora Wan. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.